This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today I'm here to share with you, but I'm not a YA writer, gender biases in the world of books. Now, I do write YA, so this isn't necessarily me, but YA isn't all I write. I was raised in what I thought was a post-feminism world. We had the vote, we had jobs and credit cards, and we could stand on our own. But the older I get, the more I realize that the biases are still out there. They're just softer, well-intentioned, and far more insidious. At Balticon 53, I attended But I'm Not a YA Writer, with panelist Sherry Cook-Woosley, Gwendolyn Clare, and Julaine Hughes. The panel was moderated by Spence, and we discussed the modern trend of calling speculative fiction books written by women, young adult, or YA. So first up, what's the difference between adults and YA novels? I have a full set of panel notes um, that I'll be sharing later, but let me sum up. Young adult novels typically center on teenage characters often coming of age and learning how to be independent, thinking for themselves, um, and dealing with teenage issues and transitional issues. YA is often told in first person and it's more common than in other genres to be told in present tense. And YA has hope. Adult novels can have teenage main characters. They can be coming-of-age stories, but their characters are typically a little older or a decent portion of the novel deals with their adulthood or they're just dealing with adult issues and not necessarily that transition that teenagers have to deal with or that authority hierarchy that teenagers have to work around. The solutions are usually in adult books more nuanced and complicated. Uh, the world building is often more fleshed out, but not always. The politics and economics are typically more complex, and the violence can be darker. Third-person point of view is very common, and it's typically told in past tense. Um, now, these are all trends, clearly either segment of books can be told in any point of view with any amount of world building, etc, etc. Um, YA is by no means a lesser skill. I mean, I would never, ever say that. Um, and certainly can and should deal with dark themes and violence when appropriate. When trying to categorize a book, think about a ninth or 10th grader. They're going to be about 14. Would you give this book to them? or not. Often the line comes down to the voice. Maybe consider the scenes and think about PG-13 rating. Where would you put it um, based on what's in the novel? So who is misclassifying these authors' books? When you hear about it, you might think you know the answer, but it's probably not where you think it is. Is it the lack of women in the upper echelons of the publishing companies. Nope. The publishers and editors are properly categorizing them. They're educated in them. This is what they do for a living. They've got this down pat. So is it the marketing department? 
Not really. The marketing teams are starting off targeting the right audience. So where's the problem? It's when the book blurbs hit the internet that the real disconnect happens. The book bloggers and good citizens of Goodreads are where a large percentage of the misclassifications are made with the best of intentions. So how is this happening? Clearly, there are tons of factors that go into this and no amount of speculation can encapsulate each individual's decisions. And sometimes the line can be very nebulous, but not as often as we're seeing this trend. Even if one starts off looking at the book blurb with the proper classification and comparing it to other books in the appropriate genre during a book review, these books are often getting shelved on Kindle or on Goodreads with YA. And the only thing that might even suggest that the novel is YA is the author's name being read as feminine or the author becoming widely known as female. The 2018 critically acclaimed novel, The Poppy War by R.F. Quang was marketed as a drug-filled grimdark fantasy take on World War II with the war between Japan and China. The themes were dark if you know anything about that, the voice was adult, and the book was marked down as being too violent or graphic for YA. It got tons of one-star reviews because the book wasn't what the readers were expecting, which leads us into the consequences of being misclassified. First off, you get marked down for not meeting expectations. Stars in Goodreads and on Amazon greatly affect your sales. And secondly, if it's classified as YA, you're not gonna find your real audience. If the real audience thinks the book is for their kids, they're not as inclined to read it. When a story about a mother gets handed off to teen girls, the voice won't resonate as strongly as it would with the mom if they would just read it. So if the wrong people are reading the book, it's not gonna connect, it's not gonna make as big of an impact because it's not going to the right people. The LGBTQA community has gotten good at finding allies, at standing up for each other. There is definitely still pushback and I do not want to um, say anything about their struggle because it is real, um, but they're fighting hard to make sure that their books are properly classified, not just shoved into special interest or adult sections, simply because they contain characters that aren't cisgendered and or heterosexual. Um, and all of these things together, how do we approach this? How do we get past this problem? There's always the call of the pseudonym. Publisher and audience biases have had women writing under pseudonyms for centuries, from the Bronte sisters to George Eliot to JK Rowling herself. Women have used pen names and initials to be more marketable, and it works. We're told boys don't read women writers, and that's why J.K. Rowling didn't use her name. 
women these days and others that don't fit into the gender binary still succumb to these pressures because that's how they make the sales to the right audience. So how do we fix this? The sad news is it's not something we can fix overnight. We can't just print a retraction in the paper and have it sorted out the next day. Instead, we have to help make the cultural shift so that these cultural assumptions are no longer part of our society. Here are some ways you can help. Pay more attention to how the books you read are classified by the publisher and make sure you mark what you read appropriately. When you see a book listed improperly, think about reaching out to set the record straight. I mean, if you're worried about pushback or you just don't have the energy, it's okay, it's not your job. But if you feel like taking it on, step out there for the rest of us and lead the way. Third, going back to JK Rowling, stop assuming boys won't read female main characters or books by women. If you make it a non-issue, often they will too. Make sure parents and teachers and kids, like, you know, are not teasing other kids about what they're reading. It should be a non-issue. Books are books and should be enjoyed by everyone. And maybe these books aren't getting to the right people and maybe you are the right audience. So look at what you're reading. If you haven't read a book by a female author recently, ask the internet or me in the comments below for recommendations based on your favorite male authors. Note, this also works for other markets, writers of color, writers of disability, LGBTQA writers, non-American writers, Branch out and see what you're missing. Great writers can come from anywhere, but they only get the chance to shine if they can prove that they have a market. So do you have any stories about gender bias happening to you in any direction? Clearly, men writing in certain genres face similar issues, and obviously, so do people of other genders. Any assumptions about do you have any suggestions about how to help people move past their um, inherent biases and allow books to be enjoyed on their own merits with marketed expectations not getting overridden by cultural assumptions? And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share it with all your friends. It goes a long way towards helping people find me. And I'll be back again next Monday with more writing tips and writerly musings. Bye-bye.